0: Welcome to the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. I'm your host Aileen Vega, podcasting from Woodbridge, New Jersey. A year ago today, I started the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. My goal then and now is to bring genealogy enthusiasts information that can help them research their family roots. Today's episode is in honor of our one year anniversary. Christian and I will count down the 12 greatest Cuban genealogy resources to help those who are new to Cuban genealogy. And you might wonder, How did these Cuban genealogy resources emerge? Well, I will provide some perspective in that area because everything that the community has built thus far has been a group effort, from the book of Historias de Familia Cubana to the Cuban Gen Web and the many, many other resources. We hope you enjoy this episode and we hope this year is the beginning of a fruitful search. Happy New Year 2022! And... The genealogy bug bit me back in 1998 on my first trip to Cuba since immigrating to the US in 1982. I remember coming back to New Jersey with the urge to hunt for family history. But in 1998, Cuban genealogy resources were scarce. But I didn't give up and from time to time I will search the web and connect with individuals, write letters and so on and so forth. Years later, with the burst of search engines, social media, and other genealogy applications, I began to see more and more activities within the Cuban genealogy community. As Christian and I mentioned, Peter E. Karp published a book titled Guide to Cuban Genealogy Research. Then later I came across the CubanJamWeb.org by Ed Elizondo, who is a retired engineer who lives in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea and runs the site thecubangemweb.org. With these two places alone, I began to learn about some of the other resources such as the Enrique Hurtado de Mendoza, Historia de Familia Cubana collections, which I considered two of the greatest Cuban genealogy resources of all time. With the burst of DNA testing sites, I saw an increase in genealogy activities. Then came the birth of Facebook groups. And with the birth of Facebook groups, I learn about the Cuban Genealogy Henologia Cubana Facebook group. Throughout our discussion, Christian and I cover books, databases, newspapers, clubs, and centers dedicated to Cuban genealogy. So if you're on the hunt for your Cuban family roots, these are the 12 greatest Cuban genealogy resources you should zero on. We'll be right back. And I know you have, you have a, a list of things that you want to share. So why don't we start with number 12?
1: And that is uh, Ancestry.com. So Ancestry.com is, uh, is is a resource. It has a big giant database of birth, death, marriage, and census records that have been gathered by the, I believe it's the is it, I'm not. A, I'm not sure if it's affiliated with the Mormon Church. I think it is affiliated with the Mormon Church.
0: Yes, you're correct. And
1: right. and they they pretty much gather all this information into one database. And a lot of, uh, of these resources you have to pay for. I think there's like different plans for like a for like international and then just for American records. But nevertheless, it's 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 very good because if you if you're a Cuban American and you've had family members that left Cuba and came to the United States. Let's say you, they came during for e- during the Ibor City years when the whole tobacco production was happening, or they came in, in Pedro Pan, or at any point in recent history, it's a very good place to use because you can find all that information online. Especially after you, after you create like like a family tree, you can find a lot of like information on your relatives. Like I was able to find several family members on there. Like I was able to find. Um, so my grandmother on my mom's side, she had a, a sister named Berta, Berta Rodriguez. And she pretty much lived in Chicago with her family. And I was able to find all like her birth date, her, her death date and where she was, where she lived. I was able to find all that information in the records they have for Chicago because she lived in, in Chicago. And so information just that great aunt of mine on Ancestry and same with my, my mom's father, my abuelo. I was able to find his sister Josefina who I think left Cuba in the late nineties and went to Tampa and I was able to find her information where she lived and, and when she died and where she was buried in Tampa because she lived there. I can, I can do number 11. It is family search. Yeah. So family search is run by the Mormon church. I know that for a certainty and it is also another database, but there it's, I believe it's a free feature. You can just like, there's like a little search engine. And let's say you've had Cuban family members who moved to a different country, for example, or you had, or you had a, you can use Family Search to find like an online scan of like the original document. So on my father's side, for example, I had a great grandmother <clears throat> who was born in British Jamaica and her father was a cuban jew and her mother was a jamaican woman of english and scottish ancestry and her her birth record so my great grandmother's birth certificate i was able to find it online scanned completely on family search as well as her parents marriage certificate i was able to find it online in family search as well
0: Oh, wow, that, that's great. I, you know, now that you mentioned that, I did find some ancestors from the Canary Islands by going to family search.
1: And I was able to find also, so I, I believe it was my great-grandfather's cousin. He had a cousin that apparently left Akisat and went to New York State, in the, here in the United States in like the 1920s. And I, I found this out through my great-uncle, the and, and Akisat, who's 104 years old. And he told me that he went to New York City and lived there for a little bit and then came back to Cuba. And I was and thanks to family search, I was able to find an actual census data and actually a date that he entered the United States for the very first time through Key West, actually. And I was able to even find the listing of where in New York he lived with he lived and, and whom he lived with.
0: What about number ten, Christian? What do you have?
1: Number ten? Cuban Gen Web. Wow, that's a big one. Oh yeah, so Cuban Gen Web is another database, and and uh, maybe you want to give some like uh, details as to who owns that that resource. And Cuban Gen Web has a lot of great resources in there. So I know, for example, they have like an online database of those who serve in the Mambi Army army during the wars of independence so if you had an ancestor who, who served at, in the mambis army you can go onto that database and you can find his, his or her name and and which and i believe which year they served as well it's really good for those who have ancestors who served during the wars of independence as that was a very crucial time of cuban history
0: mm-hmm. i just want to say because i didn't mention the guy's name his name is ed elizondo yeah, the, yeah. The, um, the cuban gem web. That you have, as you mentioned, you know the military. They have the ten years. They have prisoners and deporters. They have. They also have, have the data more of independence. Um, they have biographies, Cuban history, directories. Uh, they have so much. There, there's just so much information on Cuban surnames. The LDS Church information, which is the um, even family search. Mm-hmm. And they have many different um, queries that uh, they even have advice on how to get family um, members. I mean, they have so much. It's it's a lot of information and help you direct uh in
1: genial human geniality. And I think there's also an, a database in there for like immigrants who left the Canary Islands at one point. Like there's they actually give the name of the ship that they came on and and what year they came to Cuba from the Canary Islands. I also looked into that database. I wasn't able to find my ancestors. It could be helpful to to those who have Isleño ancestors in their family. Great.
0: So that's, I mean, that's a source. I think when I, when I started my genealogy, maybe like
1: in the early
0: or mid-2000s. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay,
0: great. Number nine. What do you have for
1: number nine? <sighs> The Freedom Flights, so anybody whose family came during the Freedom Flights, I believe the Freedom Flights were from the 1960s up up until 1971, if I'm not mistaken. There is an online database that was put up by the Miami Herald.
0: That's very interesting.
1: So, for example, on the Freedom Flights, I was able to find a listing for my mother, my uncle, my grandfather, and my grandmother, because they all came together, so... The, the biggest setback that I have with that resource is they don't give you a specific date. Like they give you the month and the year that it happened, but they don't give you the specific date. Uh, thank, thanks to my mom, she was able to remember the specific date. So it was November 23rd, 1970. But if you looked on the Miami Herald's resource, it'll only say like November 1970. So it right. won't. But I was able to, to keep that specific date, you know, maintained and, you know, and recorded because I asked her who who was like 11 years old at the time she remembered all that but that you could pretty much um find a lot of like information on all the people that came on the freedom flights on that specific database okay so what do you
0: have for number
1: number eight national archives is number eight
0: is that the one in washington dc
1: yes it is so like like Ancestry.com and family search though. so the National Archives, I believe, is run by the American government. And I actually went to the building of the National Archives many, many years ago. And in that building, they have, like, even the original Constitution of the United States of America. It's very, very interesting. But what, is, what does the National Archives have to do with Cuban genealogy, may ask? Well, everything that has to do with American census data, anybody who entered the United States... It's all going to be under the National Archives. So like, it, like you were mentioning, you were able to find like, uh, information of like, many like, family members who came to the United States. You can find all that in the National Archives. That will all be there, digitized and entered in. So I was able to find, for example, all the census data of my grandparents. Both of them, you know, they like I found my my dad's mother when she came in 1997, I was able to find like specific dates where she lived in a certain place with us. And and on my mom's side, I was able to find both grandparents of mine. I was able to find my mom's cousins. I was able to find all pretty much all the relatives that came to the United States. It's on the National Archives and you can search for it on on, on on any on any resource like like ancestry.com or or even the eden family search you can look onto all the american records on those two on those two uh, resources so i believe you can do it online um i believe i think i've heard that in certain libraries um you can look on the National Archives for free, I believe. If you go to like a library, um, if you're trying to like use ancestry.com to look in the National Archives into what they have in the National Archives, you have to pay, I think, a fee because it, it, it's not cheap. It's not it's not for free most of the time. I, I believe if you go to certain libraries, you can have, you can go, you can get access to all those records on there on in the National Archives. I believe you can also. Uh, I believe contact somebody at the National Archives and they can look for the original record for you or you can go to a specific location. I think the National Archives have like all these little small locations all across the country and you can go in there and and I think you can look at the at like a copy of the original document. So it's very interesting. Peter E. Carr, Cuban census records of the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. A really good book.
0: Yes, I, I own one myself.
1: He went and gathered all the all of these different censuses from Cuba, I believe, from all the provinces, I believe. So everything from Oriente to Pina del Rio, I think he he pretty much captured and then published it in a book. But it only covers like the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries, if I'm not mistaken. It's a really good book. I mean, I think you can find a copy of it on Amazon and... And You can look just look through it all. I mean, he pretty much, I think, uh, he puts the year that it was taken, and then I think all the people who lived in a certain household, their last names, their children, who they married.
0: He has other books too, and I think some of the information on those books may be out of date. We know that the provinces and all that have changed names, yeah. Have, have been for number seven. I have historias de familia cubana okay so this book Francisco Javier de santa cruz y Mayen, de san juan de jaruco y de san santa cruz de mopax there are to- total of nine volumes um historia that's really good because it has a lot of information on uh, families in cuba
1: i've looked into it but i haven't um, I, I haven't been able to locate like an actual copy of it it would be a, maybe a, a helpful resource because i have a fam- one line of my family goes back to Bayamo. Uh-huh. I think it's one of the, I think, original founding families of Bayamo. Oh. And I just have to look for a copy and, and, and see if they have, like, an entry for that specific family.
0: Uh, Historia de Familia published back in 1943. So a lot of the volumes were um, published in Cuba. And I believe the, there might be one earth published here in the United States after the family came here. Well, since we mentioned the Cuban Jam Web originally, you can actually find the nine volumes um, in the Cuban Jam Web. They have, I think, they have a a link that will take you to. You can actually download the different volumes. Okay, so for number five, we have Enrique Hurtado de Mendoza, hard copies of more than 3,500 and 18th century books. So it has a lot of information on many different um, families in Cuba. So for anyone looking for families, I believe my Maristani family is there. I, have, I found the Maristanis there. Now, now that I have more information about my great-grandfather, that came from Barcelona.
1: I've looked into it before just to, to see if I can find, you know, information specifically on my Bayamo side of the family, but I haven't been able to find anything. I mean, I found I found people with similar last name, but it did not appear to be like the my actual family that's that's all
0: i mean unfortunately not everybody's going to find everything in one particular place
1: of course yeah
0: that's why you got to keep digging and the all these um resources are all equally important cuz you don't know where you're going to find what where my next number number 4 i found <laughs> We have the, uh, for number four, we have the Cuban National Archives. And of course, this is in Cuba. And what I have personally been able to find there through my genealogist, because obviously I'm not in Cuba, is I have been able to find information about family members that I couldn't find in in the church. I believe I mentioned this in one one of of my episodes. I I believe it was uh, episode number one, The Basics of Cuban Genealogy. If you have a genealogist in Cuba that has a that has a historian ID, he could get into the Cuban National art.
1: Problem is that uh, it's I think it's usually pretty costly. I mean I, maybe you know more about this than me, but I mean i I, I do know that there are places where people know, Somebody in Cuba who can do all that for you. I mean, I've tried. I I haven't had anybody with a, like a historian ID in the Cuban National Archives, mm-hmm. but I have considered it. Um, It's just it's all about just having enough enough money to, to put into that, you know?
0: for number on oh, number three diario de la marina
1: and diario de la, de la marina is a newspaper
0: that was published in cuba i think around 1844 um you can actually found it on the d-lock the digital library of, of the caribbean and they have many things like one of the things that you can find in diario de la marina is obituaries
1: i had i think i heard a story where my my great-grandfather my father's side had an obituary placed in in Diario, Diario de la Marina. But the problem is that this was like tur- more in towards like the mid-century of, la- of last century. So I don't believe we have very much go- going back to that. Or, or sorry, no, not, not the death, not the obituary. There probably would have been a mention of a boat coming into Cuba during like the early 1900s. And I, I was told that it would have probably been put in that Diario de la Marina. The problem is that a lot of the records that they have for that early on in the 20th century, a lot of it is not digitized yet. There's, like, a lot more for, like, the older, like, 19th century, 1800s, but there isn't very much for, like, the like the 1900s and the 20th century, right. in the d So mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Okay, and for number two, I have Archdiocese of La Habana, and actually, there's Archdiocese of Cuba, because in every but uh, in every province, there's an archdiocese. So in the archdiocese, you can find a lot of things like, for example, expedientes. Sometimes the expedientes have a lot of information. They even have like a birth certificate, even if it's from another country. It'll have a birth certificate. pricey, but they're worth it. And if you have a genealogist in Cuba that can go to the um, archdiocese. My family's from Havana, so my genealogist has gone to the Archdiocese of La Habana and has gotten a lot of records from there. So
1: it's a really great resource. Before me, the one who was kind of handling my family genealogy is my mother. And she was able to write to the Vatican in the 80s. And they sent a letter to the Archdiocese of La Pina de Rio, I believe it was. Right. And, and they were able to send over like actual copies of like documentation of like my family members through the, through the Valle line. And I was able to find like the specific birth dates and baptism dates of like ancestors of mine that were born in um in Bahia Onda and San Diego de Nunez and Pinat del Rio, going back to like the 1800s. So a, a lot of resources exist if you're able just to find somebody who who can get things moving in in Cuba, you know, because in Cuba, a lot of things are very slow. But I was able to find, you know, actual copies of documents that then the Vatican sent to us from the Archdiocese of, of Pina del Rio. And, I, and I'm not, I don't know if you can still do that. I think a lot of things have changed since, since those years.
0: And the number one resource for Cuban genealogy is the Cuban Genealogy Club of Miami. And if anybody um, knows, I think this started, if I'm not mistaken, uh, by a group of women um, and they have, have so much resources. They actually just uh, updated their website and you can find so much there that it's just um, I, I can just do it on, on just the genealogy. genealogy. They have databases uh, on the civil records, cemeteries, uh, land records, military records, census, um, passenger lists and newspapers. They have Stuff about like um, the archives of Spain, like Pades and uh, the archives of Spain, like the churches. And they have different collections that are digitized it It helps you um if you want to get started on website on how to get started for those that are new to genealogy and they have events they have um, workshops. I'm not sure if it's every month or every other month they have a workshop they do they have different members of the Cuban genealogy Club of Miami um, provide information in form
1: of a workshop. yeah, I've considered to join joining them before, but the problem is they're all the way in miami i'm all, I'm on the other coast of Florida so. <laughs>
0: So all their meetings are now done online, which is great because they who, who don't live in Miami, the opportunity to be part of those meetings and to meet other like minded people. So for those, mm. you can yeah. actually join the meetings online. So with that, we have human genealogy resources for you. And I mean, I, I'm sure that we have missed more, right, Christian?
1: I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure
0: that there's more. One thing that I do want to mention, I joined the uh, Cuban Genealogy Facebook page, Genología Cubana Facebook Mm -hmm. page, and I had records, uh, expedientes that I had received from Cuba. You know, I couldn't really read them because they're in old old Spanish. I didn't understand the handwriting people there that actually helped me. I offered to pay them, but they were like, no, no, no. This is something that we do, and you know they they translated them for me. They transcript, but these actually are so helpful, and they did it for free. And you know you can also connect with uh, DNA cousins through there. Actually, Christian, that's where you and I met.
1: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that's right.
0: You know, it's been like really um, a blessing. You know, to have those Facebook pages, and other people have also made up.
1: Um, those Facebook groups, I mean, it's not just a place where I, I met you, for example. I mean, that's I've also, for example, I once put a picture of my great great grandmother and somebody just out of the blue photoshopped it and removed all like the blemishes on the original picture.
0: There's a woman that actually did this for one of the that had like it was it was just an awful picture. You, you barely could really appreciate his face and the uniform that he was wearing. And she really cleaned it up and made it really nice. So, yeah, you have. You have really nice people that are all always, you know, out of the blue without you expecting it, uh, being very helpful.
1: Like you said, pretty much a lot of the resources here. It's kind of scratching like the the tip of the iceberg here of what what exists out there for Cuban genealogy. Um, unfortunately, for a lot of cuban americans like if you're looking for anything past the united states it's going to be a little bit harder and they should consider like you mentioned getting a genealogist in cuba and then it's, it may be hard for some people because some people don't speak spanish and a lot of people in cuba don't speak a word of english they have to be ready for that um they, they should really consider you know investing in somebody who can help you know get records out of cuba or get information out of Cuba so they can help your family tree another another thing that I I'd always want to say to anybody who's doing like genealogy beware of what you find on 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 ancestry.com or any other other like database in terms of like a family tree because sometimes I've come I've run across people who've put like incorrect information on a family tree I once met like a DNA cousin and I know exact knew exactly how you we were related but the problem was that a little green leaf appeared but they didn't properly um research it right <laughs> and they just assume that it was their ancestors but i'm like be careful when you're running into that be very vic- like meticulous and vigilant about what you put in your family tree because you could be putting ancestors that are not really your ancestors
0: yeah and, and i'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things about killer you really have to accept this being you because a, a lot of, of times, times really it's not i've seen a lot of things on ancestry ancestors that had the same last name as the person that they were referring me to but they were born like let's say Mexico or Peru or some other country and if you're not really careful you're going to be accepting ancestors that are not truly your ancestors so as Christian said, you really have to do your homework and you really have to be meticulous and you have to be picked. Yep. You know, you don't, it's not just about uh, creating a family tree. It's creating a real family tree with your real ancestors, because there yeah. are a lot of people that have the same names. So it, it could get, get a little confusing, but definitely mm-hmm. take pride in when you're putting together your tree so you can have an authentic tree that really belongs to you.
1: Yeah. And that, And you're very, very right about that. A lot of times, they'll they'll connect you to even, like, places like Mexico or Peru...
0: And this has concluded another episode of the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. Your opinions are very important to me. Please write to CubanFamilyRootsPodcast at gmail.com if you have an idea or simply want to comment on any of the shows. I want to thank Christian for doing this show with me and please continue to support me and the podcast by listening to the Cuban Family Roots podcast. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, amongst many other. Thank you for always being supportive and I look forward to the next episode of the Cuban Family Roots podcast. Thank you.